you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a repeat guest. His name is Josh Hall. Welcome back to the show, Josh. Great to be back, Chris. I was actually, uh, I was thinking this was the third time I was on and I just looked back at your site and realized that this is actually the fourth, uh, the fourth time we've chatted. Although one was kind of a long venting session slash coaching call. So hopefully I can provide a little more value on this one for everybody. Well, you know, life's a journey and course creation and coaching membership site, online business is all a journey. And one of the great things about you is uh, you're, you're an open book and, and you're an inspiration in what you've done. Um, if this is uh, people's first time hearing about you, let me see if I can frame this up and then fill in the gaps. But um, you ran a WordPress agency. You uh, wanted to serve that market with courses and coaching and digital products and things. So you built some digital courses and then you added a membership, which you call a club where you add ongoing value, community, um, training, other niche trainings and stuff like that. Is that kind of the trajectory of, of the, the big high level? Yeah, I think as far as what I'm doing with joshhall.co, the personal brand, yeah, that that pretty much encapsulates it. I, but previous to that, I was a solopreneur, web designer, and then, yeah, I ended up selling that agency and then started teaching. Uh, and that's, like I said, it's ever-evolving. And I've personally found that coaches, online course creators, and community builders, I think I think it's easier to teach web design because it's like, here's a pretty proven path on how to get clients, how to bid out projects, how to do the work with what I just mentioned on an online printer an online web printer. Um, there's so many variables and what you do as far as your content marketing and how you offer your services and products really varies on the, depending on what your industry is and how you are as a creator. So that's kind of what I'm navigating through, but gosh, I love it, man. I love the, the online course world. I love WordPress. I still, I love web design and I, I really love community building now too, which I know you're, you're keen on. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm really impressed with what you've done with your community and we'll get into that in a little bit. I know it, we're recording this at the beginning of 2022 and in 2021, you cross 300k in sales with the the courses and the membership. Can you kind of just overview for people like what what were you selling there? Like what is that what was that 300k? Uh, what what happened in that year? Like what products were sold? So the bulk of my revenue comes from my online courses, and as a web design coach, I teach folks how to build awesome WordPress websites and how to build and run their web design agency. So all of my courses revolve in and around that. Um, those are what's bringing most of my revenue and my income. However, like you mentioned, I do have a coaching community, which is dubbed my web design club. And that's really exciting now because that's getting closer to the six figure mark. And that's my big goal for 2022 is to take that to six figures. And I'm not really worried about scaling and building that too much because I that is much more quality over quantity for me. Um, courses I can do at scale because anyone could go through them at any time, doesn't matter. But my my coaching community is is definitely 
folks who are really serious about their business and it's more of a, uh, a tight knit kind of community, not in a way of feeling clickish, but it's much more uh, high touch. So we're, we're getting close to, to taking that to six figures in 2022, which is really exciting. Uh, and then I do have some other revenue streams, including recurring income with, uh, well, passive income with affiliate sales. Um, I had sold my web design agency, so I get a little bit of money from that. Although quite honestly, it wasn't a big sexy sell. I basically sold a job and my maintenance plan. So I get a little bit of that every quarter, but yeah, the primary, uh, the, the primary income for me is web design courses and my coaching community. And you do it a little bit different, which I, which I love because there's always more than one ways to do things. Your courses sit outside of your membership. Like some people yeah. build a membership site and they put courses in it. Yours is, a, you have a different model. Just tell us about how you ended up there, what you like about the way those two interact with each other as being separate instead of mashed together. Yeah. And this is our last conversation where yeah. we spoke for a good two and a half hours and just had a, you know, a, a lively chat. And I was kind of picking your brain about this is it is a very interesting type of model when you have online courses and a membership. And the question is, should that be all together? Um, for me, it was a pretty easy decision to have the membership separate because I already had online courses that were established. And these are lifetime access, one-off style courses that you can, in my case, you can either buy one at a time and go through as many as you want, or I do have a bundled option for all of them together. Um, I still, as much as I would love to have you know, 300 people paying me 39 bucks a month or whatever it would be for access to everything. There's something so powerful about having separate standalone courses that somebody could just go through and get a result, a point A to point B start to finish result that they get awesome results from that. And then they're interested in more. And then for me, most people will go to numerous courses after that, hopefully go into my bundle and then if they're really serious and they want coaching from me and to be in part of my amazing web design community, then they join my web design club. Um, so the web design club is not near, um, is, it's not about the content and trainings as much as it is community and coaching. Now we do have a monthly training in there and I've had you recently, which was awesome. You talked about planning the year ahead, which is still one of my favorite trainings to date. Um, but those are nice because it keeps the community engaged and it really, it adds a level of um, training that is outside of my courses. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit different than a course. It's just a, a training with a and a So I found a nice balance with that. And I'm really, I'm really happy about the way it's um, worked together. And it, it's, it's, it really suits the lifestyle I want to live, which is a, a low stress, um, very meaningful connections through my web design club, and then um, more one-to-many sharing of expertise with my courses. What was the, just real quick, the timeline from your first course to now you've just finished a year with 300K in revenue? So I started doing courses August of 2018. Um, so yeah, I guess three, three years to, to get to the 300. Yeah. Yeah. And well, honestly, what did help though, is I had been a, a, a freelancer and a website designer and then turned into a business owner accidentally had no plans on doing that, but my mind was already at a place when I started doing courses to where I took all the lessons I learned. I took every tactic that I told all my clients to do when it came to blogging and content marketing, and I just applied it. 
And I'm not an SEO expert, but I built my entire online brand completely organically through SEO. A lot of Google uh, tutorial or a lot of YouTube tutorials and just, you know, posting blogs and um, getting better rankings on Google. And that's what built my site and built my content. Uh, And that's once I started doing courses, I finally had something to sell. So something, interestingly enough, I was creating content like crazy. I think we've talked about this on a previous episode. Uh, and I really didn't have anything to sell. I was just building my audience. It's not a, it's not necessarily a strategy I would recommend doing if you're, you know, strapped for cash. But luckily, I had my web design business because, to be honest, Chris, I always thought I was going to do child themes or plugins. My my goal yeah. when I software. started doing tutorial, yeah, I thought I was about thought about doing software because I just didn't know where it was going to go. So I just built my audience. But then I found out that I'm pretty dang good at teaching, and I love teaching. And then I realized I've got a decade experience uh, as being a web designer and a business owner. Why not give this out? And then once courses came into the picture, it was downhill from there, man, in a good way. <laughs> what um, does everybody in the membership have they or most of them have they taken a course before? Or do you have people that drop into that from like a cold start? Yeah, primarily they are students. They're students who have gone through courses and then they're they're ready for that coaching aspect now. Funny enough, more recently, I'm actually finding quite a few people who join the the coaching community first, and then they get involved, and then I can kind of guide them personally as far as what courses they might want to take from there. Um, So yeah, I honestly didn't think anybody would join my web design club without going through courses, but oddly enough, more and more now, that's actually kind of happening in the reversal. So um, the way my business model works, if I could say this and try to visualize it in a way is I have free content from my, I have a podcast with, with awesome guests like you and other folks from all around the web design community uh, and solo episodes. And then I have video tutorials on YouTube and my blog and a lot of free resources like webinars and master classes that I'm continuing to produce. Those all funnel into my courses, which is what actually fills my bank account and I actually get paid for. And then again, My goal is to get somebody in one course. I want them to just get an awesome result. And then I want them to go into numerous courses, ideally my bundle, which they can upgrade to, and then to my coaching community, my web design club. So that's kind of the the path in the the visualization of all my my content marketing strategy and into, into my digital products, I guess. I love that model. And I think that's cool too, how sometimes the market just doesn't behave perfectly and they just jump in here and maybe somebody off even finds one of your uh, YouTube videos later after they've been a customer for a while. Like sometimes people break the rules, but having that, that path is, is cool. Any advice for that top of the funnel content? I know that's a big question, but um, should people build an audience first? How do you make engaging content? Is YouTube the best use of time per se? Like what I know I just threw a lot at you, but speaking, yeah, no, I love that. I'm super passionate about this. I could talk yeah. for eight hours about content stuff, um, which I feel like you and I could pull off. This. <laughs> um, there's definitely no right or wrong answer as far as what content you should produce, where it should go. But I have found that there are certain platforms that are better for certain content. And I, as a long-winded person who loves going into the nitty gritty on things, I found podcasting to be a big time source of um, bringing in, kind of goes back to the quote, your vibe attracts your tribe. I've brought in people who are very like-minded through the podcast, particularly because 
I found out that they are serious about their business. A lot of them are um, parentpreneurs, both guys and gals. In fact, interestingly enough, my audience is now over 40% female, according to Google Analytics, uh, whereas before it was like 80% dudes, 20% gals. So that's, I think being a family man has helped attract people who are just working from home and balancing family life. Although I have a lot of entrepreneurs who are traveling the world and doing whatever they want to do. Um, but the, the content strategy, I, what I try to do essentially is longer form content that I want to really talk about and share my feelings on and, and do a long form interview on, that's podcast. If it's more of a tutorial, if it's like a quick training or if it's something I can you know, visually show in five to 10 to 15 minutes or a little bit longer, that's a YouTube video. So I say all that to say, when you think about what content you want to produce and you want to think about your audience, you really got to decide on what type of content you want to do. What do you feel comfortable with and what are you interested in? And then where is your audience going to be? If you can serve them on YouTube better than on a podcast and go to YouTube. Whereas if you feel like a lot of people in your niche are going to be on listening to podcasts, then, then try that out. And you can always add different sources of content. Um, one thing I would say, if I could give anybody advice is just pick one to start with, get really good at that, get systems in place, figure, figure ways out to where you can batch record stuff and then, then add other stuff on. Because what happens to most people who want to do content, and I understand this, is you just get completely and utterly overwhelmed. And then you're like, oh gosh, I got to have a YouTube channel. I got to have a podcast. I got to have a blog. I got to be on Facebook, TikTok. <laughs> I got to be on LinkedIn. I, I've realized the best thing for me and that I see that works for most everybody else is one thing at a time, add on to it, create your systems and build, build from there. But it really all goes back to who's your audience? Where are they? And then what type of content is going to be best for them to, to build that audience and to eventually get them uh, to your stuff? One of the quickest kind of top of the funnel content that you do, I won't say it's easy, but it can be quick, is a live stream Q&A. Mm -hmm. And I was actually just on doing one of your guest talks to your club. And then I was actually going grocery shopping. And right before I go grocery shopping, I open YouTube or podcast and I find something to listen to. And then I go in the store and I was like, oh, there's Josh. Let's see what's going on here. Tell us, and you even mentioned like, oh, I think I left a comment and then I walked in the grocery store and you're like, hey, I just interviewed Chris, whatever. Oh, but, um, that's right. That's right. The live medium is like different. Like, tell us about yeah. live. Like, how do you, how do you approach live and how is that different from creating a video? Because there's a lot of difference there that people don't always realize. Yeah. How do you get people is, to show up? Live is really interesting, man. It's actually, that's the one of the biggest things I'm, I'm doing in 2022 is really taking live streaming more seriously. And I got some gear for it. I've got a, a little soundboard that has sound effects. I'm using Ecamm Live so I can do graphics and overlays and uh, trigger them with a little stream deck board. Um, so the cool thing about lives is that, and I'll definitely answer the question, how do I get people on there? Um, there's something about being live that is so engaging for somebody. It's better than a pre-recorded masterclass in a lot of cases. And look, I love doing YouTube videos. I love doing podcasts. I love doing masterclasses. They're you know evergreen that can always be out there, but there is extra power in live, particularly when it comes to selling something because you have urgency that you can put there. If you do have a deadline, if you do a live stream and it's like everyone who's on this live stream gets this deal within 72 hours, there's a lot of power in that to, to actually sell something. Additionally, it really breeds that trust and authority like nothing else. Um, 
you can build trust, authority, and likability in videos and in podcasting. And I love that. But when you are live and you, you are answering people's questions, even if it's just a few people that are on with you, or if it's just a few clients, it really develops that trust and an authority that it, it just, it takes longer to get with other stuff. And the cool thing is when it comes to going live, one of my apprehensions just like probably everybody listening or watching is thinking about is like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm an expert. What if I get stumped on a question? What if I don't know? And that happens to me all the time. And if that does happen, I just say, I'm not sure. I'll look into it. Um, that was a sales trick that I use as a web designer. If a client said, I want to do this on my website, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'll look into that and I will follow through on that. Um, you'll be surprised at how much you know when you go live and people ask questions. And the cool thing about going live, it's actually the, um, I've been, it's not the easiest work I do, but it's the least time consuming work, oddly enough, because with, as you know, if you do a YouTube tutorial, there's editing, there's thumbnail, there's, uh, there's all these other aspects to doing that with podcasting. It's a little quicker on podcasting for me as I have people who help out with that now, but you edit the podcast episode, there's outlines, transcriptions. If you do that, you go live, you just go live and you answer questions. And it really breeds that trust. Um, funny enough, I was looking at my, um, which just kind of answers the questions of, well, how do you get people to, to go to that? Um, I send out emails and I'll just say, hey, tomorrow at noon, I'm going live for an hour to answer your questions. Um, these are some topics I'm happy to talk about, though I'll take any questions. So email marketing has been huge for that. I also do a little bit of social media and just say like, hey guys, I'm going live. Um, what I do that seems to have worked recently is I'll just, I'll use a plugin called Pretty Links where you can create a little short link on your website. And I just do joshhall.co slash live. And I'll just update the YouTube video if I'm going live on YouTube on that little link. That way people can just go joshhall.co slash live. So you want to make it easy for people to join if it's not on that platform. Um, but being that I have a big audience on YouTube and I'm trying to nurture them, I've, I've been doing my lives there. Um, but yeah, email marketing, that's how I kind of get them in there. And what was really interesting, my last point on this is I looked back at some metrics on my, on my email campaigns because I have my uh, website WooCommerce stuff hooked up with my email so I can see revenue from people you know, buying courses and stuff. When I looked at my live, I looked at one of my sales emails versus one of my live emails and I had made like three grand off of a live. And wow. I had made like, I think 700 or so off of a sales email uh, in this particular week. And that just showed me the power of lives because people clicked on the live and then they were so bought in and they were ready. And then they immediately joined courses within uh, 24 hours or so. So just a little case study of the power of lives <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. And you mentioned some revenue stuff there. What is the... um you know, pricing may change or whatever, but what is your average course price and what's the bundle cost just to give people a sense of that? My courses range from the very low end as of right now is a $67 course uh, to 97 for the lower end courses. And then uh, my top tier courses go from 397 to 497. So it's really anywhere in between around 67 bucks to 500. And then my bundle, if you add all my courses up, all my web design courses, my bundle, um, normally they cost, I think it's like almost 2,200, all of them together. My bundle, I reduced down to 1499. It's just a flat 30% off for all courses. So I feel like it's a pretty hefty discount. It's definitely, if, if I were somebody interested in web design, I would, I would take advantage of that as a, as a 
you know, a student of, of courses. In fact, one of my good mentors, Pat Flynn, I've taken a lot of his online courses. I kind of wish he had a bundle because I would have just <laughs> bought all, all his courses, uh, but I've just gone one by one. Um, but yeah, so it's essentially a 30% off discount for all my courses. And then you, you're probably curious if someone buys a course or numerous courses, what if they want to upgrade? I give them a special discount depending on what they've already purchased off the bundle. That's awesome. And, and that's, that's a, my biggest seller, by the way, that I can't encourage people enough to sell. Yeah, that, that is, so I, I mean, I, I have to look at the numbers, but the bundle is, is by far my, my biggest revenue product, like by far. In fact, I think almost all my other courses combined don't even nearly make, or don't even make up the amount that I, that I uh, take home from, from the bundle sales. So all that to say, if you got numerous courses, definitely consider wrapping them up in a nice little bundle. People love bundles. And all those courses in the bundle, are they just, are there's just a one-time payment option and that's it? Or do you have payment plans? I just have a one-time option as of now. Uh, yeah. I did payment plans for a little while. Uh, technically speaking, that got a little tricky with, uh, I had course students lose access once their payment plan was done. Then I had to manually re-add them to all the courses. Uh, and then... <laughs> to be honest, I have found out that a lot of people when I was doing payment plans would pay once and then they would change their card or they would just disappear. And it became more trouble than it was worth personally yeah. for me. So as of right now, it's all just, it's just one time. I actually really like that because, you know, you're warming people up, you give away great free content, then you have one-time payment courses. There's no recurring revenue subscription commitment. And then you have your membership, which is a commitment but the actual sticker price is lower. However, it's going to renew every month, which yeah. is cool. How did, how did you think about pricing your membership? I'm sure that was a big decision for your club. Oh man, that was, I mean, a, a few months of turmoil. thinking through, <laughs> And it was super exciting because I, I was really excited about building an online community. I'm an online community guy. And yeah. the biggest challenge that I face, and I think a lot of course creators face is, if you have a, a lifetime access, one-time style course, it's awesome and you might get really good results, but then what happens is the student disappears and yeah. it's no fault of their own. You just, you don't have a means of keeping them engaged or connected without some sort of membership. Um, I, we can have, talk about this, but I do live streams and Q and A's for my students, but I knew I wanted to bring the folks who were serious together and have my own you know, community off of Facebook off you know, something that I own uh, and that was branded to my brand. So um, yeah, pricing. I mean, I, I had debated on numerous tiers. I had debated on how intensive it was going to get, but I landed on $99 a month for my membership. Um, most people, I did have a, a founder members discount when I launched it, which brought a lot of the core members in. And then I've got a couple of promos out there where you can usually get about 10% off or so on my membership. Although I'm kicking around some ideas about doing maybe like a, a big discount on month one. Uh, actually, my business coach, James Shramko, recommended that uh, because it's similar to his membership. He offers 70% um, off. So you basically pay a dollar per day in month one just to get a feel, get some coaching, uh, and then full price after that. I'm, I'm considering something like that, but uh, but yeah, the $99 a month is, is the, is the ticket price for the, for the coaching community. You can pay annually as well, instead of going month to month, which is $9.99 a year. So you save a couple hundred bucks. Um, that's been, it's been a good sweet spot because, because it is a high touch coaching community. It's not just a forum. 
Um, if it was just a forum, I might've made it like 20 or 30 bucks a month, but I'm there. Like, that's where you're going to get me. I have private messaging threads with every member who wants to ask me questions. Um, one thing I was a little leery about that is if like, I was thinking if I've got a hundred members and a hundred people are messaging me every day, how am I going to manage that? But the reality is I get three or five private messages a day in there of, of members asking questions and it tends to even out really nicely. So um, yeah, that's, that's the price point. And I, I think it's a good sweet spot, sweet spot, excuse me, between the people who are serious about their business, but it's not a high ticket coaching community that are often like it, it might thousand be a thousand dollars per month. Yeah, yeah. 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 I still think, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of members, as you know, Chris will tell you this, the, the value for being in that is crazy. And that's what I want. Like, I want to make people feel like they're ripping me off. That's, that's a, a good way to do business. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, you put a lot of you in there. Like, what does a calendar of a month from your perspective look like? Like, what, what's, what's dropping in every month for, for, to benefit everybody? As far as just the coaching community? Yeah, like in the club, like what all goes down? They got a private thread with you. There's a guest uh, training. Like, what all is happening? Yep. So the private coaching from me is, is probably, it sounds so douchey to say it like that, but that is, that's probably the biggest thing is you get access to me. I, I simply cannot get back to all the questions that come through email from random people. Now um, I do monthly calls for my students, monthly Q and A's, but, and I do have a student center, which is just a support form for the courses, but I'm only there occasionally. The club is where you'll find me every day. I'm literally in there every day. I love it. We have the private coaching thread with me where you can ask any questions that you want to remain confidential or want to get strategies or pick my brain. Uh, and then there are weekly Q and A's that I do with the club. And these will range from website reviews to what I like to call like hot seats where members can come on live and ask some questions to me. Sometimes we do like group coaching style calls. If there's a few people who want to come on and then there is a the community aspect and we have, I use a platform called circle which is strictly an online community platform and it integrates with all sorts of tools, which is really cool. But um, as you know, Chris, for people who are not familiar with it, you can basically create different dedicated spaces for certain topics. Like I didn't want to just have one forum, like a Facebook yeah. group that is just chaos and has <laughs> all these different topics. Like we've got one for tools and tech. We've got one for wins and successes. We've got ones for challenges. We've got one for share your stuff. If you want to feature some of your content, we've got one for get help. Um, so there's all these organized threads that really help engage the community and people can direct message each other in the club. There's partnership opportunities. So all those things combined, all those things combined have made for a really awesome online community that I, I just, I love showing up for. And to answer your question about what a week would look like for me or, or a month, um, generally it's three to four Q and A's once a week and then a monthly training. But I, I either bring a guest in to do a monthly training. I'll, I'll, I'll do them occasionally, but I actually love having colleagues and guests do monthly trainings. It just spices it up. And um, one thing it's kind of cool now is some of my members who are killing it. Um, we're recording this in January of 2022 next month. One of my members is going to be speaking and he just has a lot to, sh to share and he knows a lot about confidence and sales. So I was like, dude, would you want to do a, a training in the club? And 
he wants to get out of his shell more. He wants to do more masterclasses and trainings. And this is a great opportunity for him to have a safe place to do that, to grow. And then for me to be able to feature him to the community and really grow that bond with him and everybody else. So uh, yeah, all those things mixed together uh, are, are pretty powerful. And then um, practically, I will generally log in. That's generally the first thing I do when I start my workday is I go into my club, I do all my private messages, and then I usually end the day with it as well. So, um, but it doesn't feel like a chore, man. I've been doing it for well over a year. It doesn't feel like a burden. Um, I so much rather log in there than Facebook or anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I think a really good community, like it should, you should feel energized and like look forward to jumping in the fray with your people. You know what I mean? And so that's yeah. And I posted this yesterday in the club, but um, I, so I do run a Facebook group that I had started years ago for just for Divi. It's a Divi support group. And I love that group at first, but now not only because of the polarization and everything that has gone on with Facebook, but now that group is almost 24,000 people. And I mean, I've tried to create a nice community there, but I'm not really active in there, but I, I went ahead and just tried it out last week. I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get a little more active. And it just wasn't a great, it wasn't a great experience compared to my club. It was like, I mean, I, you go in the club, we've never had to remove one comment or one post for breaking guidelines in well over a year. Like that's, that's amazing. And it just speaks to the quality of person in the club. So um, all that to say, yeah, there's something so powerful about having a dedicated community that is, that is serious, no matter if it's coaching or community-based or, or whatever it looks like. What tips do you have for bringing in a guest expert to present to a, a membership community so that it runs well, the people get a lot of value, the guest feels like they got a lot of value? I think you did a great job. Your audience is like super engaged and it's, it was awesome, the chance I had to do it for your crew. But like, what advice do you have for people who want to do that? I would definitely utilize the network you have in place with colleagues. And um, if you are doing podcasting or anything like that, often you can take a podcast episode and just make it more visual. And trainings don't have to be anything massive or robust. Most of mine are between a half an hour and 45 minutes or so um, with visuals and a slide, if that's the way you want to do it, and then a live Q&A. So I would say you want to make it, and hope, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this, Chris, being on the receiving end of this, but um, make it exciting and just be very clear about you know who this is for and pick a topic that they would be interested in. Like, I don't want to suggest a topic to you, Chris, that you are going to have to research and feel stressed about. I want it to be natural. And the way I've found a lot of my guests to do presentations in my club is off of my podcast. Um, in the case of yours, we weren't even <laughs> yeah. talking about yearly planning. We just, we were doing a podcast episode. You happened to mention it at a, in a brief part of one of our episodes. And I and said, I, I had a after, process for it. Yeah. You said you had a process for it. And then I yeah. think after we hung up that day, I was like, man, we're headed into the end of 2021. I was like that. I'm curious about that. I want to hear that process. I guarantee everyone in my club would love to hear that. So I just proposed to you, what would you think about doing a, a training about planning? Uh, and, and you, and you came in, I'm curious, can I throw a question back to you? What, what was your experience? Like when I asked, did you feel excited or was it, you know, obviously you're a pro, you weren't scared to hop on, but what were your thoughts when I approached you? I was happy. Um, for one, it was not the usual topic. I'm, I'm usually asked to speak on online courses and membership sites and stuff, but I also have a lot of experience just as an entrepreneur, just in general. 
And so I was like, oh yeah, that would be fun to really present on some entrepreneur stuff that's could work for any business. Um, and because I said I had a process, I, I didn't have a presentation together, but because I do present a bunch, I kind of have a framework I follow for how to give a presentation. And I, it took me about 30 minutes to prepare the presentation. And then I just showed up and did the thing and, and it was easy and it was fun. And your audience was so engaged. Um, even after the fact, like I'm in your club community and I'm still getting notifications. It's one of the things I love about Circle is they, they have notifications figured out. Like you'll send me a private message. Uh, the email notification will wrote me right back in. I just click the link and all of a sudden I'm in the club. Yeah. Or And somebody's like leaving a comment below my presentation that maybe they watched it later, not on the live. And they're like, oh, this was awesome or this and that. And then I can go say hi and, and appreciate them there. It's so easy. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, they've done a great job. And that, that is one thing too, you said it was easy right there. I, you know, I, hopefully I try to make that as easy as possible, Anya. That's a biggie. If you're going to have guests come in for free, if it's not a paid thing, um, there's got to be there's got to be some return on investment for sure. Like I want people to get to be familiar with your brand, Chris, and subscribe to your stuff and try Lifter out. But I also want you and everyone who does a training to know that what you do here, you can use as framework for other stuff as well. Like I've and told that's what all I my... did right after I did the presentation, Perfect. I was like, I released it as a course in the Academy for my crew. I actually there re-recorded it because I, I was protecting the privacy of the Q and A on your call, but yeah. I, I just did my presentation again and I got to reuse it and, I, and a bunch of people jumped in and my email yeah, so list got even bigger. <laughs> there you go. So that's a biggie. Yeah. If you're going to, if you have any sort of community or training or course where you're bringing in guest experts is make sure they know all of their hard work is not just for that hour, but it's going to continue to, to build and they can use it for something else. So I tell all my guests, you know, here, we just do a half an hour training. You can do slides, you can do visual, whatever you want to do. We'll do a live Q and a I'll host it. I always make sure they know it's going to be easy for you. You don't need to worry about monitoring the Q and a, I will all do the Q and a I'll host it. You just show up, do your thing, and then we'll have a chat. And then, um, you're welcome to repurpose that feel free. Like you did re-record it, make it a masterclass, make it a webinar, repurpose it, whatever you want to do. And, and it's been really cool. And for me as a community builder, it takes a lot of stress off my shoulders because I originally was like, oh man, every month, am I going to have to do a, a, basically a masterclass or a training every month? But no, get, get your friends and your colleagues in to, to share what they know. And, and it's awesome. It, it builds the community too, because it's less about one person and more about the, the community around it. I love that. And you mentioned a pro tip earlier about, and sometimes the presenter is going to actually come from inside the community yourself itself, which I've done in other memberships I'm in. I'm, I'm a paying member and I'm presenting as like a thing in there. Yeah. Um, what are some advice you have on creating a first impression? Like I know when somebody drops into a community and it feels like, whoa, everybody knows each other here. Like I, maybe I have some imposter syndrome. Should I be here? Like, how do you nail that first impression and make people comfortable in your membership? So the biggest thing on this is to have a high touch experience at first. And I take the same approach with my onboarding. I take yeah. the same approach with my courses, which I'm happy to dish, dish out what I've learned on that. But when a new member joins my community, I send them a personalized video, which I don't have new members join every week, so that's not a problem to keep up with. Courses, it's a little trickier to keep up with, but I have done it, but it's not easy. Yeah. But I send them a video along with, there's a there's a 
a list of videos when they sign or when they sign up, that is kind of like a getting started guide. It'll tell them, you know, here are the first few things to do. I'll follow up with a personal video. And I always encourage them to say hey to the club and post an intro. And almost By every text member or on video. Video, both. Okay. So when they it's a part of the onboarding sequence. And then when I send my welcome video, if they haven't yet done that, I just reaffirm that. I say, by the way, if you haven't had a chance yet, uh, you know, post your introduction, or in some cases, they'll do it right away. And then when I follow up with a video, I'm like, I loved your intro, it was so cool. Uh, and here's what's really interesting because you nailed it. When you join a community, you feel like everyone's already a club. And I Part of me is like, man, should I have called it something different than a club? I don't know. I could always rename it, but I don't want people to feel like they're getting in with this clicky group. I want to make sure they feel like they're super welcomed. So when they post an, an intro, I do remind my club members, I actually did earlier today when we do live Q&As, I remind them, say, hey, to new members, go to the introductions thread, just, you know, welcome them in if they post an intro. Um, and it's been great. It's worked out really, really great with that, that model and that call to action. And something that's kind of interesting that I found out, like I'd say about th like a good three or four of my most newest and recent members have said, posting that intro has helped them get out of their shell. They all said, I was a little nervous to say, Hey, but once I did, I felt great. And I'm like, welcome then. And they feel empowered immediately, which is awesome. Um, so one thing I'm trying to do better on my end with how I advertise it and how I market it and how I sprinkle it in and my other content is I'm trying to make sure people feel like they are welcome to join no matter where they are in their journey. A lot of people feel like it's only for web experts, but I've got members who are just starting their journeys. But the key is that we're all like-minded and that we're serious about it and we're helpful. That is that is the key. I, you could have started your business yesterday. You could have started it 10 years ago. You can join the club. My only ask is that you're you're serious about it and and you want to help. So uh, let's yeah, talk. That's, let's that's dig in on the customer avatar. Like who, for you, you've already mentioned some kind of counterintuitive things, like your vibe attracts the tribe, and and like people are um, in your club are generally like givers and generous, not just takers. Um, but what like more demographic? Like who are you? Who who do you help? But then what, what kind of counterintuitive stuff have you found about the types of people that join your membership? Mm. Gosh, that's a great question. One thing I was not prepared for is I've got people joining who don't use WordPress. Um, so they're, they're, they're agency owners or, or they are entrepreneurs. Yeah. What, what I've found really is in uh, one of my new members has this as his subtitle is he calls himself a webpreneur. Okay. And that's really the great way to sum it up. I always called it web entrepreneur, but webpreneur sounds a lot better. So I'm going to yeah. stick with that. Um, so it that doesn't necessarily have to be an agency owner. No, no, not at all. Yeah. I've got folks okay. in there who just want a white label and who are just wanting to build websites. Uh, primarily though, it, it is it is webpreneur. I mean, primarily they're all business owners at heart and entrepreneurs, even if they're just building websites still, they're still running their freelance business. So you are a business owner, whether you like it yeah. or not. Um, <laughs> But the cool thing is, yeah, there, there's a bigger aspect. And I've actually found people getting outside of their shells in the club to be a web printer and to focus on what they want to do. Like if, if they're really interested in copy and copywriting and conversion-based text, then hone in on that. 
add that as a service and get some help with people who are in the club or partner with people who need that as a service. And if you hate SEO, partner with somebody in the club who does SEO. So there's a lot of really cool things like that that are going on that I think are empowering people to focus on what they want to do and, and to focus on their strengths, their superpowers. I think that's been slightly counterintuitive too, because a lot of people have, have joined up and they'll get community support from other folks and then they'll get direct coaching from me. And then I see them like making massive changes, good changes and life changes, um, really taking their business to a next level. A lot of folks, interestingly enough, have joined the club in order to go full-time because they don't want to go full-time and do it alone, which I yeah. can't recommend enough. Right. Like, if you are going to make the leap and take your online business full-time to have a coach, number one, and to surround yourself with a supportive community, those are the two things you, you got to have those two things, particularly if you don't have a circle of friends who are entrepreneurs and your family, like God bless my family. They don't, they still don't know what I do. I, you, we were, before we went live, I was, <laughs> we were talking about the new build. My family is building a new house right now. And I know they're all like, what did he like do something illegal or like did somebody <laughs> like, is there a charity give? Like, how is this happening? So um, you got to surround yourself with like-minded people. And I really believe having a coach, somebody who's ahead of you and can, can show you some principles and give you some guidance and people alongside you is huge. And then the best part about that is when you're in an online community, you start sharing what you know and helping others. And that little, that, that Trinity of, of somebody above you, somebody beside you, somebody below you. It's awesome. I've heard that called the plus minus equal. Um, oh, that's better. That's better than the, that's better than the Holy web Trinity. So we're going <laughs> to use that. Any, before we move off the point, like the online business or the online entrepreneur, you know, on, on a negative side on the internet, there's a lot of like make money online, get rich quick stuff. And on another challenge I could see with this niche is the, um, well, people are, like you said, people are doing different things. Like some people use a WordPress, some are agency, SEO, yeah. affiliate, whatever. How do you, but you've done it. You've, you've got, you've got the, the, the members focus, like what creates that container where people feel part of this tribe, anything else that I, you haven't mentioned? I've really tried to make it a little more generalized to just web business and web entrepreneur. So when we're talking about strategies in there, your monthly training, for example, on yearly planning, it doesn't matter what you use. So yeah. I generally don't go topical. Topical stuff is for courses, which again is why it's really nice to have standalone courses that bring people in, you get paid for it, then they can go to the next level. I think that's an issue. If I were to have a membership with all my courses wrapped up in a membership, but then I've got people using all different themes, all different platforms. That that's tricky, um, and we do talk tech a little bit in the in the club, but it's much more broad and much more generalized. So just web business and web entrepreneurship. That's been the key. I think that's been the key glue that's held everyone together because we all. I mean, we've got people who are terrible at design in there, but a really good strategy. We've got people who are amazing designers, but can't figure out, you know, how to price their, their awesome designs. <laughs> and it just, we cover all that in, in the club and in particular in my community. So. You mentioned some uh, online entrepreneurs you look up to like Pat Flynn and James Shramko. What are some of the gems that you've learned from those folks? Well, you mentioned counterintuitive. Yeah. 
approach a little bit ago. I think that's why I signed up with James Ramco, the author of Work Less, Make More. Um, that's why I signed up with him as my business coach. And we have a very similar arrangement. In fact, my community is based off of what he's done, which is And his, a community. his thing is successful. So you're modeling success. Yeah. Right. I mean, it sounds so elementary <laughs> and so simple, but yeah. if somebody who is ahead of you in the game tells you to do something, I would take that very seriously and consider doing it. Cause a lot of people are like, yeah, well, it worked for you, but not for me, whatever. And then they just, you know, don't listen to anybody. And then you just run yourself into the ground. And I've honestly, that's been the biggest thing. The, all the mentors that you just mentioned and everyone I learned from, I do what works for them and I make it my own. I'll add my own flair to it, but I've done that with my membership. Uh, Pat Flynn, you mentioned all the courses I've taken from him, from him, from podcasting to webinars, to email, I just make it my own. I look at what works for him. I use that as the framework and then I fill in the gaps and, and do my own thing with it. Um, those two in particular are probably my two biggest mentors. Um, both of them are, I think we chatted about this, Chris, I, maybe it may have just been through email, but um, they are both what I like to call kind of like chill entrepreneurs. They're, they hustle, but in a way that's not the typical like hustle, 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 you know, get rich kill or yourself. die trying. Yeah, get, get rich. Yeah. yeah, you know, kill yeah. yourself before you're 40. I'm not interested in that. And I have a family. I'm a family man. I got two little girls. I have a, one who's special needs. So there's there's a lot of requirements for me to be able to have flexibility and freedom in my life. And that's not something that's negotiable for me. So my entire business model, even my income, we talked about that a little bit. It all revolves around the lifestyle. Um, so I say that to say, I gravitate towards entrepreneurs and online uh, mentors who are a little more like-minded, um, who are, and actually someone more recently I've been following is Amy Porterfield, mm -hmm. who is, a, is, is big in the online marketing space and online courses. And um, what attracted me to her more recently was, I think she had some content about if she could go back, she would tell herself to hustle less. And mm -hmm. I think it's really important. And look, I'm a hard worker. I'm a blue collar dude at heart, I, I will work. And sometimes I have to stop myself from working, but there's a difference between hustling in a season and hustling as just a way of life. And the reality is, yeah, you're, if you're doing a launch and you're doing certain segments and seasons of your, your work, it, you, you're going to be in hustle mode, but that's not every day. And it's not the, the, um, the common approach to every day, if you're going to enjoy yourself. So Every week, I want to end the week and be like, that was an awesome week. I'm excited for Monday. I'm excited for Sunday night because Sunday nights are awesome now. Sunday nights used to suck <laughs> when, I was, when I was a cabinet maker, but now I love them. So uh, that all goes back to finding the people who, again, you resonate with, whether it's a coach or a podcaster, a course creator, whatever, whatever it is. I love that idea of a brand having a, like an adjective. And you mentioned the word chill, like chill entrepreneur is a way to kind of help people self-select like, yeah, I'm more like that. You know, maybe somebody like Gary V he's like hustle, 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 hustle. That's maybe that's a different and, avatar. Yeah. So, and I yeah. honestly, I think that's why I've attracted a lot of uh, parentpreneurs and folks who are like me, who are maybe it doesn't even have to be by age, but just at a point in their career where they, they want a little more time and they want to have freedom to do what they want to do. And they want web design as the tool to, to get them there. Um, whereas you know, some of these online markers attract the people who are just fired up and gung-ho and they don't have family. They're working 90 hours a week is cool. For me, 30, 35 is max. I'm good. So I think I've checked a lot of people who want to figure out how to grow their business 
with that type of uh, framework in mind. So yeah, there, and maybe I'm too chill. What's funny enough, I did not wear my Columbus chill t-shirt uh, <laughs> on purpose. This is completely coincidence. Um, but here we go. Uh, the chill entrepreneur for anyone watching. Um, I, I'm probably too chill for a lot of folks, but I'm probably a little more hyper than some people. And that's fine. I'm none of us are for everybody. You can't be everyone to every, everything to everybody. You just, you got to attract who is, is going to gravitate towards you and just being real and authentic, I think has really helped with, with growing my brand to the income level, you know, that I'm at right now. And I do want to say real quick, I know we talked about some numbers you had mentioned in the, um, in the training, I think it was that once you get to about 200,000 to a quarter million, that is a sustainable revenue, uh, kind of metric for a solopreneur or lifestyle you know, business, lifestyle business. Yeah. Lifestyle yeah. business. That's a great way to put it. Um, now that I'm, you know, hopping over that at this point, now I'm now my big thing is like, how can I go to the next level and not be a stressed out entrepreneur? How big do I want to set my goals, but also how do I maintain what I built and, you know, kind of, um, solidify the foundation that I built with my business now and, and our income stream. So all oh, leads to that. You anticipated my next question, which was now that you've crossed 300, you know, there's targets like 500 or a million. What, but as a chill entrepreneur, as a lifestyle business, as a family man, and also with this conversation around what is enough, yeah. um, what, what are you going to do to take your business to the next level? I love how you mentioned to revisit and make sure you're on steady foundations. Uh, but any other big projects you see looking ahead for, uh, growth or stability or both? It's As far as growth goes, mainly what I'm working on is elevating and maintaining what I have in place. Uh, I do have some new course ideas, which are going to branch out into more web entrepreneur style courses. A lot of people have been asking me about video marketing. And I'm like, man, I could totally do a course on that. It's not a web design course. So now I'm, I might have a couple different categories of, of courses. Um, so that's a biggie for me as far as you know, new courses, new content, I found the shelf life for most courses, particularly if they're topical or about three years. So I'm about ready to revamp a couple of my topical courses. Uh, my business course is going to be three years old this summer. So that's probably one I'll con uh, consider revamping and redoing. Um, so it's basically taking what I have in place, refining it, tweaking it, fine tuning it, particularly with my community. We've talked a lot about my community on this, but the, the goal is now that I've spent a lot of time refining that now I feel confident with marketing that more. So I might do that a little more. Um, and then it's, you know, adding a few new courses here or there. I really don't have intention of adding new products other than a few new courses and, and boosting my club, but the content marketing side and really putting more free content to get people into the funnel that's the biggie for me this year. This year is, is creation year with, with boosting my YouTube channel, continuing my podcast. And uh, one thing I'm really excited about, which you know about after uh, going, doing the training and talking about goals for 2022 is my first book. That is, that is a biggie. I want to write a book and I'm actually already starting to formulate the, the outline of what it's going to be about, uh, which is essentially my idea is to encapsulate my journey into web design freedom and how can I put that in a book? How can I take that to, to help people who are like me, who are doing it on the side or, or, you know, wanting to start a web design business and then how do you take it full time and then grow it to, to be, you know, uh, a business that can give you that freedom. So th those are the, all the other things I'm going to be working on to solidify what I have now. 
when it comes to like monetary goals and stuff, that's, what's tricky is I'm, I'm kind of, what is important to me is time freedom and definitely financial freedom. Um, and freedom works in conjunction with those freedom to, you know, do have the time to spend with my family and do my work, but also have the freedom to do what I want and what, what I do want to do with, uh, you know, my finances and stuff. I'm really fortunate. I've, I've got time, which is awesome with my family. I've got my schedule. I've got freedom to do the projects I want to do. Now I'm working on financial freedom. Now I'm working on solidifying what I have in place and taking that to the next level. That is hopefully going to transfer to figuring out the next steps with how far do I want to take this? Um, I think half a million is a cool goal. Uh, my business coach is really pushing me for seven figures. Uh, yeah. And I think he sees that I could do it without changing my lifestyle. Uh, the cool thing about that is that means I don't need a million dollars for my family right now. I'm, that'd be awesome, but more money, more problem. That means more taxes. That means I got to look into more investing opportunities. I, I don't even know if I'm ready for that quite yet. So I'm just trying to, to, to keep our current lifestyle and solidify that, have plenty of savings. And um, I think that's going to help me determine how far I want to take this. But the idea of getting to seven figures excites me not necessarily for myself, but for what the, what other opportunities would come from taking this business to six to seven figures, excuse me. Like, could my editor who does all my podcast editing, I might be able to hire him for triple the amount of hours and give him a lot more opportunity. I might be able to hire my VA for triple the amount of hours and give her a lot more opportunity. I might be able to bring in other people and give them opportunity. I think that's, what's most exciting for me with the idea of going to half a million and seven figures is the opportunities that can be created from, from this, this venture. That's awesome. And I love that idea. Sometimes maybe it's not more money for you, but more money for some other person in the company to help give you more time freedom or leave you more in your creative genius and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause I, it sounds weird, man, but I realized this, when I look back at 2021, I kind of hit I've kind of hit like the life goal that I had for myself, which made me realize like, I've got to reevaluate my goals. Now I've got to (laughs) really look at the vision of myself and who do I want to be, what I want to do. Um, Your training really helped me with that. It's really got me thinking about the next five to 10 years and what that could look like. And I realized that again, I got the time, I got the freedom. Now I'm working on financial freedom. Um, What I envisioned years ago is the schedule I have now. I work Mondays and Fridays are open days, completely no calls. I have really deep, meaningful, impactful work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I get to create content. I get to talk with people who are awesome. Um, like what more could you, what more could you want? I mean, I have stresses in my business just like everyone else, but I've really created this, this awesome online business. I don't say that boastfully. I say that to say I'm at this point now, now I need to decide what I want to, what I want to do with this and how do I protect this? Um, and I, you know, I, I was thinking about like Pat Flynn, for example, and it's easy for somebody like, how are you on time, by the way, Chris? I did, are we cutting this off at an hour? I do got to wrap up in a few, but go ahead and finish okay. that thought. Well, I was just, I was just thinking when it comes to like goals and planning and stuff like that, I've realized that my life right now, I'm able to provide for my family, all that stuff. I was thinking like, what would it look like if I got to seven figures? I'm not the entrepreneur who needs a fancy car. I don't need a boat. Well, a boat might be kind of cool for summertime, (laughs) but I'm not, you know, I'm not that typical like Ferrari entrepreneur. I'm a family entrepreneur, but 
what I realized is like some of these other entrepreneurs who are way ahead of me probably have the exact type of schedule throughout the week, or they maybe have more stresses with more team calls and stuff. I've actually thought about that more recently. It's like, I have to be careful about wanting stuff that I don't necessarily need because a lot of these quote unquote, you know, big time entrepreneurs, a lot of us are probably doing the same type of work. They're doing zoom calls and content and just providing for their family, just like we are. They just might have more, more money to invest or go on vacations a little more. Like that's kind of what I'm challenging myself with now, as I look forward to this next phase of, uh, as far as, you know, income stream and, and what I'm looking to do. So it probably wasn't a great answer, but that's at least where my, where my no, head's at with thinking about some of this stuff. That's a perfect answer. I mean, it's, that's one of the crazy things about the entrepreneur journey is all the, like, it's really easy to end up where it's something you envisioned three years ago and then be like on to the next thing, but, but like, hold on, take a moment, reflect, like, what do you want? Uh, what, what, what do you, what's the next five, 10 years going to be like, how's the quality of life? How are your relationships? All that. That's awesome. Well, that's Josh Hall. He's from joshhall.co. Go check it out. Go check out his courses, go check out his membership, which is called the club. Uh, any final words for the people, especially somebody who's sitting on zero and they'd love to get to 300 K one day. What's your final thought for them? And where can people find you anywhere else or anything like that? Yeah, joshhall.co. You can find everything there. Um, not on, not terribly active on socials. You will find me on Facebook and Insta. No, I've never logged into TikTok. Still don't know if I'm ever going to cross that bridge. Um, but I would say for folks who are just starting and want to get to this point as an online entrepreneur, you really, you have to have your mission really clear with who you help. I think that's the biggie. I mean, I, I was looking, I was thinking back to when I started joshhall.co in 2017, technically I started doing free tutorials. The mission was still the same then. I was helping people learn web design. And then I eventually started helping them build their web design business to create a life of freedom that they want to live. So that mission has stayed intact throughout all this. And then once you get your content marketing strategy, your products, whatever you do in place, then you can scale all that and build all that. But you really do. I mean, it probably sounds super cliche, but um, I was not chasing $300,000. I was chasing making a good impact with the, with the people who I can resonate with and, and I can do this. And then, then you start to get smarter and you start to refine your offers and your services and what you do to, to get to that point. Um, and I would say too, last thing on that, getting to the, the 200 to quarter million dollar range is very achievable now. It's so achievable. Um, everyone has the opportunity to do that right now, which is why I'm so excited about the landscape of web design and online entrepreneurship. There has never been a better time to be able to work from home, do the work you want to do and get to that range where, like you said, Chris, you can achieve that lifestyle work balance freedom in that range without having a stressful seven, seven figure agency. So I'm and people do seven figure agencies that are not stressed. I'm not saying that, but, um, I think there's a lot of power to do what you want to do and hit, you know, quarter million range and do it, uh, successfully and, and that you still love life every day. That is awesome. Josh, I'm sure we will do it again sometime. <laughs> Thank you for coming back on the show. I wish you all the best in 2022 and thanks for being a shining example of a web entrepreneur yourself who uh, also works really hard to, you know, have a great life and be a family guy and all that stuff, a chill entrepreneur. 
Uh, so thanks again. Really appreciate it. Anytime, dude. Thanks for having me, Chris. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.